Hey folks, this is Pastor Jennifer Hudson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. A very happy new year to you. I told my congregation I wore my sparkles for them this morning and uh, I share them with you as well. I hope you have a very um, bright and let's say sparkly new year tonight if you don't have plans. Um, but it is a new year and a new season, and so I encourage you to take some time um, to not only listen to this message, but if you want to go back and, and listen to some other uh, messages uh, brought to you um, from the Word of God, you are welcome to do that. In fact, I'd encourage you to make it a point this year to be rooted in the Word. Find yourself in a Bible study or small group. Um, open up that that Bible each and every day so that you can um, you know start your day off with the word of God. So uh, today I shared with my congregation um, a, a question I asked them to think about. In fact, I asked them to turn and answer this question um, amongst themselves before I got into the message. And, and basically the question was, what is one thing that you have been just completely committed to um, in your life? Maybe um, it was earlier, as a child or teenager, maybe in your adult life, and talk about it. So of course, we took about five minutes to, to turn in and talk to our neighbor, get to know one another a little better. Um, I shared that, um, you know, one example for me is I was taught uh, at an early age, 14 to be exact, to, to be dedicated to, to your work, that if you made a commitment uh, to your employer, that uh, you would show up and you would do the best that you could um, you know, with the time that you had with that employer. And so I was committed to my work and I've always kind of been that person where if I commit to do something, I want to follow through. Um, schoolwork is another example. Maybe your children or your family, you have made the commitment that you're gonna put um, your spouse first, you're gonna put your children's first. Uh, I had a, um, a pastor growing up and, and these words never left me. He said, remember Jen, he said, it's God first, then your spouse, then your children, and then everything else can get in line. But your spouse first, I'm sorry, but God first so that you and your spouse can grow together and be united uh, in Christ and then lead your family to know Christ. And so that has always been um, important to me. And so I, I hope that uh, God is one of those commitments, that church is is another, um, that growing in your, your faith is one. Uh, but we are going to learn from someone today that was completely devoted to a mission, and his name was Paul. Now, when we meet Paul uh, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 7, uh, he was a terrible human being. He was a terrible evil man uh, who stood back and watched uh, those who followed Jesus um, be persecuted for, his, for their faith. In fact, uh, we meet him in Acts chapter 7, and he is standing back watching Stephen, one of Jesus' disciples, uh, being stoned to death. Now, as he continued on his journey, uh, we notice that um, he continues um, to kill innocent Jesus followers, and he is actually on his way to Damascus to continue to do such horrific things. And yet, something took place. Um, the Lord got a hold of Paul's heart, uh, transformed it, and made him a completely different man. He did a complete 180. And from that day forward, Paul went on to be one of the greatest um, evangelists of all time, uh, and he dedicated his entire life 
to serving Christ and to sharing the good news or the gospel, the life-saving message that if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, um, you will find eternal life, eternal life that starts now um, and that carries on with you into um, into into heaven and when this life is over. And so Paul is just so committed. And today I'm going to share with you that... Um, that he actually writes uh, to uh, important people to him, to the church in Philippi. I'm going to read to you that in a minute. But you will notice that if you follow Paul, there were no distractions. Or if there were distractions, he quickly um, you know, put those distractions away so that he could just focus on sharing the word of God with anyone and everyone who would listen Um his mindset was that if it's God will, if it's God's will, then it's His will, and um, God would make a way, and and God did. God used him uh, over and over again to share the word of God, um, the message of Jesus with the known world at that time. And still today, we are talking about the Apostle Paul, and uh, we're talking about him today. He can just you know inspire us in our own faith journey. So from Philippians chapter 3, um, I encourage you, if, if you would take some time, read the whole chapter. But I just want to read to you, um, starting at chapter 3, verse 12 through 14, it reads, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, what do we need to know to understand this passage? Um, we, we know a little bit about Paul. We know that before he had his conversion experience, he was a terrible, um, terrible person, just you know, killed all of these people because they believed in Jesus. Turns out that he um, loses his life because he devoted himself to Jesus. But to understand this passage out of the context of Philippi, uh, the church of Philippi, it was the very first community that Paul went to um, in Eastern Europe. And Paul planted this church. And so, of course, the people there, he, he had deep love for them. He cared for them. And um, he, was, he was really... Um, He's really devoted to, to these folks, as anyone would be. You know, you get to know a group of people and you fall in love with them. And even though time um, and distance takes you away from them, it doesn't mean that, that they still don't live in your heart. So that's, uh, that is Paul and his relationship to Philippi. Um, in return, the people of Philippi, they get word that Paul is in jail. And just as he is deeply committed to them, they are deeply committed and, and loving of him. And so... They take up um, a love offering of sorts and they send it uh, to Paul with one of their members to, to just continue to support Paul in his ministry, even though he is in, in prison. And so Paul's response to them is a thank you as he sits down and he writes this letter um, that we now get the book of Philippians from. And so again, I encourage you to read uh, the book, read definitely the chapter that I'm reading from, but if you can read the whole book, maybe this afternoon or whenever you're listening to this, go and do so. But Paul knew his mission. It was completely dedicated to sharing the gospel of Jesus, 
as so committed that even while in a prison cell, he shared his faith. He shared his faith with the prison guards, those who kept him um, bound. He also would write this letter and share it with anybody who would read it, sending it back uh, to the church in Philippi. Now in chapter one, um, you will discover that Paul was torn between two worlds, if you will, and, and he talks about this. There's the world that he's living in now. Now um, he is living in the world. God's placed him here. He has a mission, but yet uh, he's always looking forward to this, this heaven being united with Jesus. Um, in chapter 1, verse 21, we're told, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So it would be um, a blessing to Paul if he were not physically present on this earth because it means that he would be present with his heavenly father and he would be present with Jesus. Um, however, he says, if I'm going to live in the body, meaning I'm going to remain alive, then this will mean fruitful living for me. In other words, so I'm going to stay alive while I'm here. I'm going to make sure that my life produces fruit. I'm going to make sure that I stay committed to my mission to sharing the good news of Jesus with the world. Verse 25 reads, I know that I will remain and will continue with all of your progress and join the faith so that through my being with you again, you boasting in Christ will abound on account of me. In other words, I'm going to write this letter and I'm going to encourage you in your faith so that that your faith is, is lifted up and your faith is boosted and your love of Jesus will increase. Or in other words, so... I'm going to make this life count. I'm going to make the, the purpose of my living and in this situation, no matter how difficult it is, I'm going to still ensure that I'm inspiring you and I'm sharing the hope of Christ with those that um, I have influence over. So Paul's committed to his mission. Um, he would make the sacrifice even for himself um, for the sake of others. And then we discover from our passage that Paul would keep pressing forward until he was no longer able to. Paul would not allow anything to keep him from sharing the gospel. And I said in my congregation, I said, have you ever had to move something large, maybe a refrigerator? And I even had them do this. So if you want to do this in the comforts of your own home, you can. But like, you know, when you press on something, it takes work. It's hard. But, but yet you continue to do so because you know you want to get, let's say, the refrigerator from point A to point B. And in order to do something, you just keep pushing forward. You just keep moving if it's only one centimeter, one inch at a time. And this was the way Paul operated. He would just keep going uh, even though it got difficult at times. Particularly in, in when he is writing this, he is in, in prison. He is behind you know, bars in a jail cell. Now, I didn't read this to you, but earlier in chapter three of Philippians, verses four through six, Paul is quite pleased to admit how far he has come. Um, he is proud of what he has done. He is proud that he is coming from uh, the line of Benjamin here. He could name drop if he wanted to. Uh, he was proud that he was a Pharisee, that he knew all of the, the laws of the Jewish scriptures. Um, but yet, we're told that even though with all of these accomplishments and all of these uh, titles, none of those things really mattered. Not in comparison to knowing Jesus. And none of those things really mattered in light of the work that he still had to do, right? And he uses the words uh, to know Jesus. And Paul was just 
describing this deep love and admiration and life transformation that he had because of his relationship with Christ. And so basically um, anything in his past, no shame or guilt or even uh, these pedigrees would keep him from loving Jesus, that this is what was first. And there was nothing that would stop him from sharing the good news, sharing his mission, his great commandment, his great commission that uh, Jesus said, you know, the great commandment to love God and to love your neighbor and the great commission to go therefore into all the world, um, you know, sharing all of the commands of Jesus and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There was nothing from his past that would keep him from doing what he was called to do. And he was so committed that he didn't look behind at what had taken place, what he had done, what he had accomplished, or even what he had overcome because he just knew that he needed to press on towards that goal, that prize that God had set before him. And so what we see is that Paul, he was living in this in-between time, right? He was living in this time between living, but yet he wanted to be with Jesus and he was still alive. God was still using him even from a prison cell and Paul would continue his work. He would continue his ministry. He would continue his mission until eventually God would call him home as eventually God will call us all home. Uh, Paul didn't live in the past, right? He didn't live in the glory days or I remember when date, um, right? I remember when I had freedom. I remember when life was simple. Paul didn't give up either. He didn't say, well, I'm in prison. Woe is me. Life is hard. No, he, he didn't have excuses. He just continued on. In fact, Paul had a very positive mindset. He did this infinite mindset, as um, you would hear Simon Sinek say, right? This infinite mindset, like how can I, can I grow? What can I do in this situation? How can I lean into this experience and, and make the best of it? And uh, I think it was Angela Duckworth, I think this morning I said Jessica, but Angela Duckworth, she called what Paul had grit. Grit is that ability to take a difficult situation and choose to find the good and to just keep on working, not giving up. And so um, I've done a lot of podcasts listening over the last week, you know, finally you have a a chance to breathe. I hope and pray that you all have had a, a chance to just you know, sit and be still uh, during the holidays. And um, I heard two pastors and one leadership guru remind me that it's really not always about the, the destination. It's not always about the goal, but it's the process. It's about the journey. And Paul was realizing that he is on this journey to, to share his life, to share his faith in Jesus with others. And, um, and that's what he did. And he didn't allow anything to stop him. And uh, I know that, um, you know, for us, sometimes life can be difficult, right? Work can be hard, relationships. Uh, sometimes it's our health or a challenging church decision or even conflict with one another. Uh, but we can't give up, right? Giving up should not be an option. Or it can be, And but why? You know, like, I mean, because it's easy, because it's comfortable. I mean, maybe... But I asked you to remember that thing that you just didn't want to give up on, that you were committed to doing, right? Some of it's leading your family. Some of it's trying to save a marriage that is difficult for others of you right now. It's it's to be in school and to earn that degree because God is preparing you for what's next. Um, some of it's to, to care for an aging parent. 
whatever that goal or mission is, I mean, you can give up because, yeah, sometimes that's the easy thing to do and sometimes that's the comfortable thing to do, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. And all of us, if we call ourselves believers in Jesus, uh, we all have a mission that unites us, and that's the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. In our church, Bryan Community Church, we say that we are called to love God, love people, and share Christ's hope with the world. And we're not done yet. Tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary or the one-year birthday of Bryan Community Church, and we have come a long way but we're not there yet. There are still lives that we need to reach for Jesus and not for some sort of number, but, but for the souls, the people that, that we are impacting for all eternity. And so we have to be like Paul and we need to find that grit and we need to hold on and we cannot give up. We need to press on towards the mission no matter how challenging it might be or even when the, the temptation to say, well, I'm done, it's hard, uh, I'll just stay here. Even when that temptation comes in, we have to to ward it off you know and there's going to be emotions right it's it's part of the process there are going to be days whenever we say it's hard <clears throat> excuse me there's going to be days that that we want to throw a fit some of us want to cry some of us want to be angry right i have those days i stomp my foot but then we then we have to get back up and then we have to move forward, right? We've all been there when we've tried to learn something new, to ride a bike, right? You you learn to ride a bike as a kid and what happens? You fall off, you skin your knees, but if you're going to ride that bike, you got to get back up and do it again. The same thing if you're trying to, to learn a sport. I remember um, I grew up learning how to ski. Great. I had accomplished it. I knew what I was doing and for some reason at 17, I wanted to learn how to snowboard. Now, Talk about a sport that hurts. I mean, quite literally, your rear end. Um, but I was determined to learn how to, to do it. And so for as many times as I fell down, I picked myself back up and I kept on going. And so we have to remember those things. It's okay to have the, the emotional moments. It's okay to have the tantrum for a minute, but we can't stay there. The same is true for change, right? Because that's also part of the process. Um, change is hard and I did some more reading this last week and uh, as I was told by one of my students um, I said it wrong when I was preaching today but because of homeostasis not homeostasis homeostasis um, is why change is hard right we are designed there's something inside of us that um, that likes this this homeostasis or the state of a natural equilibrium right it's this inward tendency to feel our best and to feel our safest when we stay in a state of what we know and what we're used to right homeostasis is basically what and where we are most comfortable right i like to be in the state of homeostasis right i like living in my home and knowing where everything is Right, I know where my dishes are, I know where my laundry goes, and I know where my food goes. And my mom, when she comes, she's amazing, and she cooks for us, and she helps clean. But sometimes she'll move things around, and then I'll go and I'll look for them, and then my homeostasis, if you will, is is not in equilibrium. It, it's off, right? Because sometimes change, right, it throws us. And, and so we don't always like it. Um, the same is true in our social circles and our family systems, right? We know the people in our families. We know our inner circle. We know what we like, what we dislike, and we know how to operate. 
But then when someone leaves or someone comes in, it starts to change things and it throws us off. And there's a part of us that kind of says, oh, I, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I want to, to, to get with the new and the change. And something, um, even if, even if something is unhealthy for us, it's hard to make the change because it's what we know. Um, it's why it's hard to leave abusive relationships or why parents have a hard time letting their children go or why it's hard to give up an addiction because even though we know the change is good, um, that homeostasis, um, that natural equilibrium, it, it starts to, to get off. Um, so, so change is hard, um, but as we move forward in living out our mission because um, as we move forward as a church, we're going to grow. Um, as we move forward in our faith, we're going to grow. We're going to change. As we move forward and become stronger parents or spouses, um, you know, financial leaders or, you know, volunteers within our community or our organizations, as we change, there's going to be periods that it's going to be hurt and we're going to say we don't want to and it's going to feel uncomfortable and messy. And knowing that, we have to first name it. We have to be aware of it and then we have to make the commitment inside of us that even though it's going to be hard and difficult that we're going to still press on towards the goal as Moses or Moses as Paul pressed on towards the goal right being in prison was not comfortable but yet he had this this mindset that said you know what like even in this change even though it's not what it used to be I'm going to make the best of my circumstances and so Wherever you find yourself, it's if it's in the new year, making um, New Year's resolutions, maybe it's to get healthy, to give up sugar, to give up alcohol, maybe it's to um, you know help rework a relationship or reconnect in a relationship, uh, to complete a school year well, you know whatever it is that you have set your mind to, um, you gotta stay committed and name the difficulty, name the change that's gonna have to take place, but then keep pressing on, keep pressing through. And as Brian Communion Church, I say this because we have to do that. We have to keep pressing through. We celebrate all that we've done in the past year, but, but we're not done yet. Like the, the mission of Jesus, it's going to continue to move forward. And we have to choose to continue to, to move forward, even if, if it's going to be challenging um, or difficult. You know, we got to get rooted in the word. Uh, we need to really make sure that we're attending small groups and Bible studies and we're in the word of God. You know, what is it that's going to ground us so that we don't get pressed uh, to the left or the right, but then keep going and, and reaching people for Jesus and, uh, you know, helping to support our children, our youth and our, our small groups and our Bible studies. And I really think if we just keep Philippians 3.14, and I'm going to read it to you one more time, if we just make this our mission statement for the year, um, this is what's going to keep us moving forward. To press on towards the goal, to win the prize for which God has called us heavenward in Jesus Christ. To press on towards the goal, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, brothers and sisters. The word of God. May you hear the word of God. May you know the word of God. And may you live out the word of God.